how do we follow those obsessions, those paths, and uh, utilize them to the best of our ability? I, I think if we're getting bored by something in our writing, we shouldn't, we shouldn't do it. Like, we, we got to figure out the ways that we're already succeeding and how to build those up. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the TF cast. It is September 20th here in the Solarium, and I am Grum. And I'm your host, Jacob Bases. Today with us, we are very pleased to introduce writer and graduate student Alex French, who's here to talk about some about a program that's coming up at the uh, Art Center in St. Peter, where you're going to be leading some writing classes. Alex, if you could just introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about the upcoming classes and what's going on in St. Peter. Yeah, awesome. Uh, thank you guys just for having me. Uh, it's cool to see a little background uh, of the the video I've seen before. Um, there's there's more light here than I expected. Uh, but basically, yeah, I'm a graduate student with creative writing department at MNSU. And we have created this new position where I get to be like a resident artist with uh, the St. Peter Art Center. Um, and so what we're trying to do is revive the writing programs that used to be there. Um, I don't know how many uh, people are familiar with the loft up in the cities. Uh, basically, they do creative writing workshops. They have uh, opportunities for people to work with editors and one-on-one -on -one feedback. Um, what we're trying to do is kind of become a little version of that for the southern Minnesota, little miniature one. And... I think I think the most important thing is that we're giving the opportunity of using recent graduates and also, you know, second and third year students in the graduate uh, creative writing program to kind of share their knowledge. So that that's mostly what I'm trying to do is facilitate um, the interchange between those people. Cool. Um, well, so a couple questions I have right away is you said we created. Do you mean people in the creative writing uh, program? Is that um, like who created the, yeah. the position? Uh, old old uh, member of this podcast, Jeff Herbach, sure. was the one who came up with it. And then working with uh, Ann Fee and Rhonda Redman out oh. at the Art Center. Cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I know that we were once setting up a, uh, a, a production um, very quietly tiptoeing around uh, one of Ron, Rhonda's writing classes. So I know they have had some writing classes there. Um, but, um, this is going to be like an expansion of that program. And what can people who are, uh, participating in it expect to do You, you mentioned that they would have some like ability to have people edit things for them, or is that adjacent to the class in another way? Yeah. Um, so yeah, typically with the, so let me just like lay out what we've got going for us. Uh, I, I think first off we, there should always be a free component, so we have, basically, I think of it as like adult study hall, because what is writing if not giving yourself more homework in life? Uh, but like, um, people can show up on Mondays and talk about their writing for a little bit, then just write for an hour and then kind of debrief. You know, you can meet uh, people in the community who are also engaged in uh, similar uh, obsessions, uh, ideas, you know, about writing. Um then we have like the more complete classes. Uh, we have generative writing classes that sh uh, are once a month. Um, those are led by a different teacher every time, and they're basically 
uh, an hour and a half of where you're just going boom, boom, boom. People are giving you prompts and ways to think about writing in new ways and help you create, generate new material. And then um, we have longer eight-week classes. Uh, those can uh, take workshops where people do share their work with each other, but mostly there's a larger element of that is uh, craft lessons where you know we look into specific parts of writing and try to uh, illuminate that and how the struggles of that and how to better work towards it. Sure. Um, I feel like I'm talking too long, but the last thing you said what uh, asked about was editorial work. That's a separate thing. Yeah. And I, I think the nice thing about that is we're giving just like insanely, th this is kind of half subsidized by MNSU. And so we are able to give really cheap rates for this. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's really important for accessibility um, sure. reasons. And like, also you talked about this this free course, not free course, like it's a, basically like people can just come in in their space to write there. And is that supposed to be something where you're just kind of around folks? Or um, like, is there some kind of conversation that happens that allows it? Like, is there a social component to this event or is it just people like sitting there and writing? Yeah, no, like we're, we, it is like kind of like that, uh, that nerdy thing. It's like coffee shop vibes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, where, where people are just kind of on their own for an hour of it. But I think it's really important that they do get that uh, opportunity to talk beforehand and, you know, set their intentions for what they're writing. Think about what they're struggling with or what they want to work on uh, this, this day, this week. And then also afterwards, just like it, it's hard to write and sit down for an hour and it feels good after you do it. And it, it's nice to just talk about it mm -hmm. and be able to share, you know, just like one small triumph of what you've done. Oh, so that 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 there is like a every there is like a some kind of like time structure to that <clears throat> that study hall thing where it's like we're going to write for an hour and then after that we're going to declare that the hour has passed and now you can stand up and it's appropriate to greet people <laughs> yeah yeah for sure like yeah and the, like we can like post our little flag and feel like happy about something you know sure and that might be a good spot for people who are um becoming interested in some of those other classes because uh to be clear the other the other classes are uh individual and you pay for them as you go yeah so uh the generative writing class it's just like a show up ten dollar fee that's like very easy I think it's like a little bit of a step up from, you know, our study hall session um, because you are getting led a little bit more. Um, but yeah, the other classes are like eight weeks where you get to come in and focus and you're going to continue to work and build on something over, you know, the course of those two sure. months. Um, can you like uh, go a little bit further on what that focus might be like? So for me, um, every week I probably write about two to three pages of comedy, for example. And that, that ends up going into a stand-up routine. If someone was writing that or a blog or um, attempting to, like, uh, I don't know, script a podcast or something like that, would that be the kind of thing that someone could work on there? Or is this uh, for storytellers? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the cool thing about writing is it, it's just a different form of communication, right? It's, it's just deliberate... Uh, 
uh, way of creating writing, of, of, of making meaning with another person, trying to communicate and transmit and get that reception. So I, I absolutely believe in whoever is in a class, whoever we have, we're going to meet them where they're at, and we're going to try to get um, these lessons to point towards them. Most of the people we have are like CNF, uh, which is creative nonfiction, like memoir stuff. Um, but yeah, I think jokes are a, a perfect uh, form of, of, of writing because it's, it's a smaller, it, it's a little bit like poetry. Sometimes you can see how structure works a little bit easier when, when you come into that form. How, how, how do you feel about like reverse engineering that, thinking about your craft when writing um, it, not not to turn not to no, turn this no, 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 that's right. I mean, it is basically how I how I think about it. You know, I, I basic I normally if I'm gonna write a bit, I think about something that has made me laugh, and normally it's like like I I'll just like laugh uncontrollably at something that I can't explain why it's funny, and then I have to figure out how to like get other people to have that same reaction uh, by you know sifting it through what I know about society, and. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it is just. I, I hope I'm answering your question correctly. No, that, no, no. I, that I I'm uh, that you 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 lead people to the the water from which you've drank. Yeah, um, I love that. And I, I sometimes I don't always have I don't always have to have the words for it, and I have to act up more or like do a bit more or like you know add something else. And I, I think that that would be very difficult um, in a longer form. Uh, for example, if I was attempting to write a novel or something, I think I would have uh, trouble creating a, like a stable narrator. Um, yeah. I think that that would be a place. And I've noticed that like even like investing in myself as a performer that like, you know, am I doing a bit? Is this me? When am I? And when am I not doing a bit? And then like, d does anyone have a perception of that? I'm, I'm sure you felt similarly, Zach. Uh, so you, you write way differently than I do. I'm not <clears throat> good at completing thoughts in the same way Jacob is. I write way more, uh, like ideas and then I workshop them for a while and then I do them like into, uh, my phone camera and then like rewrite it and think about my, how I'm moving and things like that. So I'm much more of a like storyteller and I kind of lean into my personality a little harder than Jacob does. So my writing is more like coming up with ideas and then breaking it down piece by piece based on if did people laugh at this? Um, should I just cut this whole thing out? Um, that's the most surprising thing with writing for me is how usually I end up cut a, cutting out 90% of it and finding the same idea comes across. No, I, I love that because I, I think what we're getting at is that uh, writing, whether it's in like jokes or uh, a, a novel, it comes down to process. And so I, I think that's the thing, even in like an English 101 class that I'm teaching, what we're trying to do is we're trying to find strategies and processes that work for ourselves that we can take. And uh, those things I, I think are very universal, uh, talking about like personas, uh, that we're, that we're cultivating, uh, that voice. Um, I'm thinking about you when you're talking about that bit. Um, a lot of times, like when we do readings, I, I think this is one of the great things about doing like shorter readings where you get in front of an audience, you start to realize 
where there are places in your writing where you haven't clarified enough, where you have to, uh, you know, add context. And I, I think what we're trying to do in, in longer form writing is pull that in, that stuff that you want to say outside and bring that into your own writing, bring that voice, be more yeah. authentic, be more yourself. Yeah. I find myself over contextualizing really often and, uh, really needing to find where the meat of what, why is something funny or is something funny or interesting. Um, a cool thing me and my band have done a few times now is like object writing where you do like 10 minutes on like a word or five minutes on a word. And then we even do a, we do a one minute and a 30 second just for fun. And, uh, that's like a whole different thing completely trying to like inform like physical ideas and feelings with words you know and then also trying to make it melodic or whatever kind of syntax you have to use is always uh it's really exciting it's really interesting but it's really fun to do it like super fast like just like flexing the muscle yeah, some, sometimes I think about writing exercises like that as like actual exercise where we have to use like warm-ups to mm-hmm. kind of get ourselves. No no one's going to go sprint, uh, you know, uh, 800 meters or whatever. I don't know. I can't, I can't sprint 50 meters. But, mm-hmm. you know, like you have to like jog a little first. You have to stretch. You know, I, I, that's what I think about with those kind of things. And then yeah. it, it, it gets you out of your... Uh, typical mindset where you kind of get in your same ruts. Um, it's it's like that little jag that helps uh, push the sled out of the ice rut kind of a thing. Triple Falls is a media and event production company based in southern Minnesota. We specialize in multicam live streaming and sound and lighting for event productions. Contact us today to learn more or subscribe online to join our newsletter and stay up to date about events and things going on in the area. Thanks for tuning in. Back to your show. So I guess the kind of like what we've come back around to with these with this longer eight week class is that no matter what you're writing, um, you're going to there will be someone who, who could be there to, you know, help you push that forward, you know, with. Like like some there there's a, a group of grad students and you're gonna come together as part of a community. Yeah. So I, I think that's my role as facilitator. That's how I'm seeing this. Um is to make sure that the material is always pushing towards those students. But uh for this specific eight week class that we're doing, uh on craft, um I'm I'm bringing in, you know, eight different uh graduates, recent graduates or current students who all have this one uh, type of thing that they're obsessing about, whether it's like revision or um, line brick by brick is how my friend Nathan calls it. You know, how do the pieces work together? Um, And so I just think it's such a cool, valuable uh, resource we have here where people are working on the same problems you are and are thinking about these deeply and are trying to figure out how best we can work on them and communicate with them. Sure. How that that kind of like brings us back to like a really common theme of this podcast is like the community aspect of whatever's going on in whatever corner of the arts world we are. Um how like how has this need been called to? 
um, in the area. Like, obviously, someone determined to set this up. And, uh, like, how has the community responded? What is the, the writing community in this area, in St. Peter, and, uh, you know, the, the community of, of students as well at, at MNSU like? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, as, as we all know, COVID hit, and it hit hard, and it, like, broke down some of these, like, arts communities. Um, so it's, I, it, like, I was using that uh, silly metaphor uh, with the, the Iditarod sled, you know, like, we're stuck in the ice right now, and we're trying to jag it forward so that we can start gliding again. Um, so I, I think right now it's just, you know, building up enough knowledge. And I, I think first that just starts with building these spaces where people can come in. Um, so, yeah, I think there's there's definitely, I've seen interest. I've, I've met uh, uh, a, a few people, but I, I think it still needs to grow. Sure. What would you like to see? Um, for example, if you had a more ideal um, community around uh authorship or writing i don't know what word you use for that but uh like you know what what does a totally supportive writers community look like love that um because i i think it does come all the way down to support and understanding uh i i guess how how this can be valued and how what they are already doing is valuable. Um, I think a lot of people write in, in such solitude in such darkness, um, that it's, it's really hard to make that little, uh, jump and get out there and, you know, trust someone else with seeing some of your work because, you know, writing is always just your perspective, your worldview is coming out in these words. And so that's little bits of your soul out there. And you want to be able to like trust that everybody who you're uh, working with on it as it's in progress, in process, is is going to take care of it. Um, so I think that's the first thing. And I I feel like we always cultivate that really well in any classroom I've always been, I've been in. Um, even even you know going back to like middle school classes and uh, English one hundred and one, I I feel like you create that intent and you show it and model it and you trust them with yourself and your work and that it works out that way. But, um, so I, I think that's the first thing. And then just, yeah, when people do that, trusting to come in and, and this is like an example of how that can work just outside of academia in general. Cause I mean, this is, I mean, it, it's supported by the college, but this isn't probably for like a whole bunch of people who are currently in the literature department. It's probably for people who are outside of the department who still have a, like an standing interest in literature. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, that's the thing I think though, that's really cool about writing is, you know, even when you learn something, you come back to it in a new place later on and you learn something else from it. So whenever I'm teaching something, I'm learning uh, so much. And I, I know I haven't been doing this as long as, you know, uh, Jeff, but I, I've, I've heard him say the same thing, you know, when he goes back and rereads these craft books and we talk about them and we talk about these lessons and we think about how they're applying to our own work and how we've struggled with them or succeeded in them, the little strategies we found, I... I feel like these things are evergreen. Um, sure. 
Well, you know, I think that I, I think that there's a really big social component to that too, because a lot of people want to put school to bed. You know, they want it to like they want to graduate, get a piece of paper, and now they're learned. Um, and you know, I, I would imagine that most people who stay in academia and most people who value lifelong learning just know that you never stop. And if you do, it like gets like built into your ego in a certain way. And I think that's why we have like a strong resistance socially to new information sometimes because yeah. it's like, Oh, well actually I learned in eighth grade that that's not true. It's like, well, that was in 1972, yeah. Jan. I find myself constantly. I'm so, I have a lot of weird skills like uh, juggling, stilt walking, music. I, I just like yeah, uh, collecting skills, I guess. But the number one thing I've learned about that is almost everything I've ever tried to learn to do. You like, it's a constant like moving forward and then like you hit a point where like something you learned back here you have to go back and fix in order to keep moving past that point so i kind of just constantly find myself like having to come back to old concepts in order to actually push myself to the next level of understanding i love that yeah the the building blocks they they were kind of in place they they're just a little janky and like yeah. we have to like go back and like fix it and actually make it yeah. You know, strong enough for us to keep going. I like that. Sure. I think you should do uh, like some stilt walking on this. I mean, you guys got video. Like, <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, a yeah. little juggling in I the could. background. I could. It's almost tall enough in here for that. <laughs> nobody nobody knows how we tall it is. We can go out in into here. the porch. That's yeah. definitely not dangerous from this level. I'm surprised we've never done a porch episode. Most people don't even know of the porch. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sorry no one will ever see this <laughs> yeah what is uh what do, what is the is, is this is this like a graduation requirement for you or something you're going to continue doing as uh you like uh i mean either way no yeah uh so my hope is that this uh, we build this foundation strong enough that a different graduate student can take over the reins every year becomes a graduate assistantship that um, people, you know, can just take over. Um, oh, cool. I, I think it's really uh, important that, you know, people get to bring their own new takes into how we can move things forward. Sick. Yeah, I love that. What, uh, what, uh, what interests you as, like, a, as a writer yourself? You know, what, what are you into? Oh, gosh. What, what is my writing I, I i guess mostly just depression you know just trying to beat down uh the mm. readers now uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think like like with joking you know like uh with with, with comedy it, it is that 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 sadness and finding joy and then uh being really aware of place and how those uh intertwine i think place is super huge to me uh i'm i'm from montana and so you know i'm I'm kind of uh, writing a lot about that and, uh, you know, just the way things are changing. And I, I think any writer knows that when you talk about a, a place and the way it used to be, what you're really talking about is a place and a time. And I, I think just uh, investigating that and the way that people have always been, you know, kind of reaching back towards a certain nostalgia that they had for something. Yeah. I, I, I really struggle with nostalgia, man. It's like, 
I, every time I feel nostalgic for something, the first question I ask is, is that even real? Like, was that, <laughs> like, is the, is the thing that I wish I was experiencing right now, did that ever happen? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, it was, like, one time you were hanging out with your buddies and doing this thing, and you're like, why don't I live that life anymore? Why was why am I not going down a hill on shopping carts? Yep. And then you're like, oh no, wait, I actually I, I just watched that in a movie once. Yeah, yeah. I only did that once and I got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more resilient back then. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I didn't even know that there there are hills in there there's hills in Montana. Yeah, I mean mountains. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think of them more as mountains, but there's it is weird like being out here. I'm not used to all of these hills. It, I feel like I'm trapped by all of the foliage and the trees <laughs> and shit. Like I, I just I can't see anywhere. That's weird. I had the opposite when I was in Arizona the this last Christmas. It was just so weird. I was like, I can see everything. What is going on? And as soon as you get up on top of the canyon, you get just you can see forever. It's every you can see everything, and then it's also like, oh, it's so empty. There's literally nothing. <laughs> yep. It's like it is weird. I I remember once I I was I was actually flying. It was, I have family in Arizona and Texas. I don't actually remember which place I was flying to, Arizona or Texas, but we were, we had left MSP and I was looking out the window with my brother and I was like, look at that place, Zach. And my brother's name is Zach too. Mm -hmm. And it was Mankato for sure. Like it out the window, I was like, that place looks cool. Cause it's just like, there's all this farmland and then there's like a big, like river valley gash, like mm -hmm. city kind of place. I, every time I come down one of the hills in Mankato, I'm like, it's actually pretty sick how green it is here texas and arizona kind of feel like the same guy in a different hat yeah i could see that um uh, back, to, back to the subject um do you find it pretty hard to teach people about creative things like writing without influencing like trying not to influence their voice or their vision too much and if not like how do you avoid that yeah uh i i, I think that's something everybody as a teacher should be like struggling with and investigating and interrogating. Um, I, I think you have to be really intentional, but, uh, yeah, I mean, what I'm always trying to do is make people trust themselves more and to, I think often in writing, you, you kind of mentioned that with your, uh, with your jokes, your story structure, you, you write and 90% of it goes away after you found that one jewel to like yep. hang on to. And I think, so much of doing this writing process in these classes and reading and listening to other people is about finding those little hot spots and uh, tuning your own meter into noticing them in your own work. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that's so much of what my job is to do is to help people notice what, what skills they have, like what, what voice is actually already there that they didn't notice there. They just kind of, I feel like often in our writing, we take it for granted. This is how we sound. We think we sound different in a different uh, story, but it's actually just a different uh, point of view. It's just a different setting. The voice is always there. It's always carrying through. And so how do we cultivate that person's voice? Um, so, yeah. yeah. It's easy to do in hindsight, but, you know, to yeah. like look forward and be like, oh, like what is the best utilization of, of that for me is... It's definitely like a, a, a pretty hard skill. I uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I don't think it's uh easy and I, I think it 
continues to be developed. I just know that when uh, I came into the grad program, I, I felt like me and a whole bunch of my cohort, my other peers, we all felt like we didn't quite know our own voice. Mm. Um, and I, I, so this is just me saying that through my learning of this, I, I feel like that's how I've uh, come to see it. Mm. That's interesting because I, I, I imagine that's probably just something that when you really start getting into that stuff is in like a master's level class. I think of English and writing. I, I dabbled in creative writing for like my first semester or two in college. And I, I felt like I was constantly editing and like I didn't like I was doing things that I didn't really care about. Um, <laughs> no, because I, I just I like coming up with ideas and saying stuff. Um, but I can just do that on the block. You know, I don't need to <laughs> no, <laughs> write I, it all down. That. I feel like that's why I, I got into writing, too, is because I'm like, well, I don't I don't care about this. This insurance. Like, I don't know how we do about cussing on here, but like, oh, you're you, good. Cuss yeah. it up. Let it rip, dude. <laughs> like the, the, so much of life is bullshit. So how do we find our ways into things we're interested about? How do we follow those obsessions, those paths and uh, utilize them? to the best of our ability. I, I think if we're getting bored by something in our writing, we shouldn't, we shouldn't do it. Like we, we got to figure out the ways that we're already succeeding and how to build those up. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I watched uh, a bunch of people have said it, but one of the main people I've seen say it is uh, Trevor Moore and uh, Ron White. But it's basically like this idea that like you can learn from other people how to be funny or how to be a good writer in a way where like you can get jobs and make people laugh. But uh, if you don't start from like trying to figure out what like unique thing makes you funny and makes you good at what you do, the it's a really fleeting uh like fan base basically because they come for you for that one thing like oh he does the hot pocket jokes and since they don't actually like know who this guy is or what he's about as soon as that runs out the there's the uh i can't think of the word i'm thinking for the novelty basically wears off and uh yeah, I just think that's an important idea, just like when you actually put yourself out there, even if it sucks at first and like you're struggling, when you actually nail it, you're actually going to have like these like genuine followers because you actually have something to say or they like you for your personality. It's almost more important. Yeah, I, I feel like that Hot Pocket guy got pretty famous himself. Too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a real guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan is huge for sure. <laughs> oh, but he's the Hot Pocket guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... But I don't think just, I've seen the bit, sorry. But also, like, people don't know his name that do know the Hot Pocket joke and oh, stuff like that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like that's the really unique thing about, like, the, these, these types of arts is that when we get more specific towards our own worldview, it actually becomes more universal because you know we're we're all feeling those you know the the pain sadness joy despair those these are all human aspects and our perspective into it the way it's glinting in the light you know people can see their own version of that you know uh it's like colors you know like uh we can all look at this one color and decide ah i'm done with this metaphor it's poor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think a really easy thing f- to see 
but like the importance of like voice in that way is like a, a viral like YouTube video or TikTok. Like that person will gain like a million followers and then in like a day. And now their only choice is to either just do this stick that got me famous that might not even be my real voice anyway, or like try to main be like, look at I also play Beyblades. Do you like Beyblades too? And uh versus like someone who's like built up a channel from like having a hundred, two hundred viewers for like years, those people's viewers are just like they're there. That person can put out shitty videos for two years and all of those followers are gonna stay and probably even watch them begrudgingly. <laughs> yeah, the ephemerality of virality in our, our whole society, like it's it's harsh. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, I genuinely don't think that like th- I've had lots of very unhealthy feelings on the internet. Oh know? yeah. Well, we run an internet company. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it it is it is like rough to like look at an opportunity especially when you feel like it's not going along with your like it, initial intention or if someone like yeah. mis- misunderstands your joke but still thinks it's really funny and wants to tell everyone about yeah. it. Like it like especially if it's like your baby, you know? Like you yeah. don't like it, it. You don't want to be like, "Why well, just kidding?" When someone <laughs> does your joke to someone else while you're there, and they're just like butchering it right in front of you, it's like, <laughs> it hurts so bad. Or like to your other point, this weekend I did a joke about selling weed to people's kids and how they shouldn't be afraid of it because I've tried to sell weed to their kids already, and like wrong person could see that and it could totally be bad. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, just you, you should feel good about it because your your kid uh, said no to me. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the deal. Yeah, your kid's not cool at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's basically a snitch because <laughs> he wouldn't buy weed from me. <laughs> See, I was trying to jump in there and butcher it for you, just on yeah, the spot yeah. so that we could get a we could get a live version. <laughs> a live of that. version, yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, what about uh, Alex, just the the guy? What are you into? What kind of stuff do you do outside of writing? Oh, do do I have a life outside of writing? I don't know. I get... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's a good... I feel like I'm in like a, an old school interview where I have to you know say, like, I enjoy outdoors and <laughs> cooking. Um, <laughs> Pretend you're filling out like an eHarmony application. Yeah. Um, mostly, honestly, it's, it's, it's just hanging around the community, being with friends. Uh, and honestly, we, it, it doesn't turn off. I feel like this is the kind of thing, like you guys with your, your joke, uh, thinking about that at all times, you enjoy music and stuff, uh, where you can kind of stop talking for a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I, I think, you know, it's just about hanging out with people and continuing to, um, redirect what you're how you're thinking about things cool yeah so you're pretty much uh most of your life around right now per is pursuits of like writing teaching writing getting better at writing and stuff like that yeah That's awesome hanging out with friends Heck yeah. and then i just turn on sports so that you know i can distract myself from death sometimes yeah mm, sure that's a classic move <laughs> you have a team you uh, I, I, I like Atlanta baseball, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty okay right now. You know, living, I don't live in large. 
I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I've held maybe four baseballs in my oh, life. Shit. All at once, or were you? <laughs> no, they were all years in the yeah. air. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. I probably have juggled some in my life. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a sports fan too, but I just, I cheer for whoever the the loudest person in the room is cheering for. Yeah, like I just want, I just want to absorb some of that energy. So I'm. No, like I love a, that. A sports I'm, nomad. I'm like a contrarian, uh, clearly, because I'm always rooting for the underdog because I just want them to get, like, tie the game. So whoever's, like, losing, I just want them to get back so that mm. they can just keep going longer and, like, overtime. And That's shit. very nice. Sure. I, well, it basically just means I'm always going to be the loser whenever I'm watching mm. this <laughs> Would you like a sport that went forever? I, I think cricket tried to do that, right? <laughs> I don't I don't know what that is. What is it what do they do? You, they, you know what you don't know what cricket is? I am aware of the UK. Or I, yeah, it, I think I think it was like what three day long games or something. They have a new version of it which is like super speedy in like five hours or something. But I think it's kinda <laughs> like you know how in volleyball you can only win you have to win by two. Mm. I think it's rules like that that can just make it Oh, go sure. on literally till it's done so yeah. the players like sleep <laughs> yeah no i, I yeah i think they like take tea breaks in the yeah old there's school. definitely tea breaks <laughs> for sure i don't do, know that doesn't seem like a game anymore go do walkabouts <laughs> check that's in show i like that i guess that <laughs> might be a good game for me actually go on a cruise on your penny farthing yes well um you do you uh want to do any plugs or bring people to the class somehow any uh housekeeping before we wrap up the podcast you know i i think just checking in with the art center of saint peter is the best way uh go to the website it's not fully developed yet uh so you can call as well uh visiting them we'll be there every monday at 6 p.m until 7 30 doing that uh writing group um yeah I, I think that's the thing I'm I, I would love to see more people um, jump into the class that we have coming up October 22nd. It's going to be on Sundays. I think it's just going to be really cool. And it's I, I think it's going to be so valuable. We're going to get so much uh, good. Um, so many good minds just sharing the way they're thinking out there. Heck yeah. Shout out to Ark. Setting up all these awesome classes at the Art Center. Yeah, thanks, Ark. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, in Montana out there, too. Yeah, Rhonda. and in Montana. You know how they do. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. It was nice to get to chat with you. I've seen you at the Wine Cafe a couple times. Where we haven't had yeah, that's that's the only other thing I do, right? That, that was, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I was trying not to bring up Karaoke Spectator, but... Yeah. Ooh. I, I am more of the well, you know, writer. You just gotta visualize. Yeah, I mean that place is that that place is gold. You know, you could write a dozen pages. I oh, have. they're trying to send us out of here. Oh dang! <laughs> All right, well, bye everybody. You guys bye. are awesome. Thank you.